0: Brothers Podcast. Here are your hosts, David and Michael. <laughs> all right, done, done, <laughs> I had to hit that, you know, trumpet, whatever. It was. That's right. <laughs> Wake everyone up. All right, greetings, salutations, and all that jazz from sunny Orlando, Florida. The city beautiful. This is the Pack Brothers Podcast. I'm David Pack, and joining me, as always, is my identical twin brother, Michael. Hello, all you out there in podcast land. Thank you so much. Uh, both of you, whoever else is listening, for taking the time (laughs) to download this and listen to it. I tell you, our fandom is growing in leaps and bounds. Although, uh, you know, we we wouldn't be able to guess that from the communication that we've been receiving. Yeah, I blame myself partly because I guess you get out of it what you put into it, but (laughs) I want to get something out of it before I put anything into it, maybe. I don't know. One email would be great. It would Indeed. Uh, this uh, that opening song there with Sledgehammer <laughs> by Peter Gabriel. It's a very weird version. I uh, usually get you Spotify for these music beds, and there really is no good version of Sledgehammer. So, this is by like some Norwegian band or something. Yeah, the Norwegian Armed Forces or something like that. Uh, <laughs> but it was close enough, and it made me giggle. So, that's why it's there. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Machikoro. Machikoro? Machikoro. Um, yeah, it's a. I guess not really a board game, because there's no board. It's like a dice and card game mix. It's just interesting. It Yeah, you, the way you're describing it right now makes it sound more confusing than it is. It's accurate. It's kind of like a board game, but there's no board. And it's kind of like a card game, but it's not like you know... Poker or anything. Poker or Go Fish or Crazy Eights or Uno or something like that. You're just trying to build your town and be the first one to build your town and you open up different establishments and you uh, earn coins based on what you build. I think it was Sam, our friend, who told us about this game first. I think so, yes. And based on that discussion, we went ahead and purchased it and we've been playing it and enjoying it quite a bit. And uh, the, the base game is interesting, and there's also a couple of different expansions that you can purchase that add additional cards and make the game a little bit more complex and uh, make it, I think, more fun. Yeah, it's, it's worth your time. Check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what have we been up to lately? One thing we did, we uh, saw the Kong movie, Kong Skull Island, I believe, is the official title of it. I think that is right. And Kong is something that the movie studios have been kicking around for several years. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, there were King Kong movies. Yes, well, King Kong, though. this is just Kong. Even though he's, yeah. even though he's king around these parts, yes. as uh, John C. Riley informs us. But uh, okay. well, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but yeah. I, yeah, I consider the character King Kong. Um, yeah, yeah it's certainly maybe King is his title, and so Kong is his name. But it's not Donkey Kong. No, not Donkey Kong, which is a good game and spawned all mm. sorts of different games. And <laughs> maybe a better game than the movie was. <laughs> maybe so. But certainly, yeah, King Kong has been around for a long time, and it wasn't that long ago that they rebooted this franchise and attempted to do an, a new king kong movie oh yeah jack black and whoever Adrie- else they adrian brody line. and yep. other uh b-list or c-list celebrities who thought they would maybe make a name for themselves with that property i don't remember enjoying that movie i don't remember that movie doing particularly well in the theaters no it had problems yeah it did now just a fair warning i guess I don't like giving away spoilers, but we're probably going to be talking about this movie pretty freely. So if you haven't seen it, and you want to see it, and you don't want anything spoiled for you, maybe wait a while before you listen to this episode. We've got, what, eight other episodes you can choose to listen to? Mm-hmm. Yep. So listen um, to those. Now, if you're a faithful listener, I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, I can tell you this. <laughs> Do yourself a favor. Don't watch it. Yeah. I would agree. Well, this movie, uh, you know, it tries really hard, maybe too hard. It's got a lot of, I guess, bigger stars in it. It's got Tom Hiddleston, who is, I I know him best as Loki and the Avengers and Thor movies, honestly. And it's got Brie Larson, who is sort of the new hotness uh, for, she she got an Oscar for The Room, I think. For Room. For Room, yeah. Yeah, I think that she was either nominated or she won, I, I I don't recall the outcome of that. It's got Samuel L. Jackson, who has, I think, ever turned down a movie role anywhere, at any shape, or any time. No, he's very prolific in his uh, Hollywood career. Hit and miss, I would say, but perhaps more hits than misses. We've got a John C. Riley, uh, Shay Wiggum is in this movie. Who? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you've watched. Uh, Let's see, what would he be in? I don't even I don't even know. He's not exactly the biggest star in the world. Bree Larson did win the Oscar, by the yep. way. I just I just figured it out. Alright, I thought so. So like we've got an Oscar winning actress here. You thought right. You wouldn't know her from this movie, but she's an Oscar winning actress. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. So uh, not that the plot is going to be anything. Did this. you say John Goodman? Oh no, I didn't say John Goodman. <laughs> <laughs> How could I forget it? Distracting him? casting, John C. Riley distracting casting. Yeah, all the Johns in this movie uh, <laughs> shouldn't have been there. Uh, but again, who should have been, let's be honest. Anyway, so the plot of this movie is there's this island called Skull Island, which has never been found before. It's like Uncharted Island, kind of like Gilligan's Island. <laughs> and uh, there's storms around it all the time, which, you know, maybe that's where Gilligan's Island was because there were a lot of st- crazy stuff that happened on that island. I, I'm not saying it was. I'm not saying it wasn't, but I do remember there was an episode of Gilligan's Island with a giant tarantula or something. Yeah, It so might have been Skull Island. <laughs> I'm going with that theory. Gilligan's Island was Skull Island, unless you can prove me wrong. That makes a lot of sense now that I think about it. It's true. Yeah. They had a lot of wacky guest stars. I'm sure they, and John C.R. was kind of like a wacky guest star. And yeah, it, so. yeah, this was all coming together. But, yeah, there there was Skull Island, and it's got this continuous storm around it. And it's vaguely shaped like a skull, but not really. If you squint sideways and, you know, turn your head, uh, I don't know. But John Goodman wants to go to this island, and he wants to find whatever they can find on this island before the Russians or or someone else can find it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's got to blame the Russians. This is around Vietnam. The Vietnam War is ending around the time this movie begins, and oh boy, you can tell, because there's a lot of really bad 70s music. If you like 70s music, I'm sorry, I don't really like it, so it's a lot of like Fortunate Son and Run Through the Jungle and <laughs> stuff like that. Not really uh, my cup of tea either, if you're into that kind of, well, you know, I would say classic rock, but they're calling 80s music, 90s music, 90s music classic rock now, so I guess those are just straight-up oldies at this point. Yeah, they definitely are oldies. So they need, uh, they need a way to get there, and Samuel L. Jackson plays this kind of washed up, getting ready to retire colonel or general. I don't know. He's not a general. He's higher up, though, of a helicopter platoon, for lack of a better term. He's going to bring his team over, the John Goodman's team over, and they're going to do some land sat studies by essentially dropping bombs on the island and seeing what happens. Exactly. To, allegedly, they need to drop these charges or bombs on the island in order to discover, you know, how you know, the structure of the island, how deep the bedrock goes for whatever reason. I don't know what the – you know, the plot is a little bit shaky on this yeah. of, of why it's so important that they get to this island now why they haven't been able to get to the island in the past. Um perhaps I mean, they, it kind of alluded to that the war is ending and with the war ending they won't be able to secure a escort, an armed escort to yeah. this uh, or the sec- funding dries or up the or the funding something. to the secret island. I don't know. It's no, but they do have enough money to hire Tom Edelston to be this I don't know, ex British agent to help track things and Brie Larson is a anti war photographer, of course yeah, she will tell you she's not a war photographer. She's an anti-war photographer. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> she takes a lot of photos, but there is no development of her character at all. No, none whatsoever, which could be said of most of the, the folks. They're fairly. Uh, most of the characters in this movie are one-dimensional. There's no real character development or growth. There's no way that they tie into the plot several of the characters are basically introduced just so they can be killed and any type of backstory that they're given is to make you i don't know either sad or happy when they meet <laughs> their end i don't know right but uh, all these bomb droppings they kind of make kong angry and so he goes after the helicopters and the cgi is decently good i don't know how like Jurassic Park is still better CGI than some of the movies <laughs> out today, but yeah, I think that, and I mean like the, I don't mean like Jurassic World that came out a few years ago, I mean Jurassic Park, the OG original Jurassic Park. Right, from the 90s. I think Spielberg just did as much as possible with his, you know, models and sets and as little as possible with CGI so that it just worked better i don't know or maybe that environment is was a better time for filmmaking than kong I, they, they rushed it down knows, or they were knows. focused on something else but yeah they, so you know they secure this helicopter escort they they somehow braved the storm uh, that's through the island and they dropped these bombs and yes it angers kong and this kong is a very he's not a lovable guy he's very angry he's Kills people quite, quite freely. And he's ginormous in this movie. If you think about like the original Kong movies from what 30s or 40s, black and white, he was maybe 20, 30 feet tall. This Kong is easily 100 feet tall, and they say, and he's still growing. So I guess in future movies, he'll be even bigger. Uh, I guess so. He did seem very, very large. I mean, he can just pick up helicopters and tear them in half and pick up trees and sling them around like a baseball bat. And I don't really want to go too deep into this movie, except to say that I don't know if I can pick out any person who does a really good job in the movie, but I don't know, Brie Larson really just took me out of the movie a lot. It's very bad acting, in my opinion, very implausible uh, shots she makes sometimes. There's one scene where she's shooting a flare gun at one of the monsters, and it's like a million to one shot, and she's just like, staring it down cold as ice and just shoots it. Oh, uh, I can't even <laughs> do it justice how much I, it annoys me. Yeah, it was kind of a frustrating scene. Um, many of her scenes were frustrating. It, it's To be clear, and one of the things that this movie builds on is that Kong is not the only large animal on this island. When you first start seeing other animals, there's just like this, I don't know if it's a yak or a cow or some other type of... Monster, but it's a really large uh, wildebeest kind of looking thing with huge yep. antlers. Big spiders, horns. big spiders and walking stick bugs and squid and so there's a lot of n- unnatural phenomena there because it's such this separated lost world where the ultimate evolution or whatever they say is going on is here. Well and plus they, they want to say that the planet is not ours and these large monsters are kind of taking over that they live in this hollow earth and that's why they were dropping these bombs because they were so excited to find out oh the bedrock of this island is almost hollow and these what do they call them skull walkers or scroll crawlers or a something skull, like come on, that's what john c Riley calls them skull crawlers i have no better term for that they're these lizardy looking things with two arms and a tail and this kind of creepy-looking raptorish face, I guess that uh, Kong is their natural predator, and he tries to keep them uh, down below the island to protect the indigenous tribe. That, so far as I know, never speaks. Perhaps they uh, communicate by telepathy or body language or just sidelong glances. It's not really made clear to me. No, it's one of the plot points that's never explained. And- Probably because the people who wrote it had no better answer. so It, it could be. And uh, John C. explains explained to them that they, they never smile. But as soon as Brie Larson starts taking pictures, it's uh, all smiles uh, <laughs> along these different uh, native peoples to the island. Uh, yeah, long story short, uh, they crash. They have to make it to this part of the island, so they get picked up and... There's all kinds of hijinks along the way and many deaths, and Samuel L. Jackson is not happy because a lot of his soldiers got killed, so he has a vendetta. He's basically uh, Captain Ahab trying to take down the Moby Dick that is Kong and with mixed results, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess one of the interesting things, if you're into that sort of thing, that they're doing with this movie is they're trying to set it up to tie into future monster movies. Yeah, they're trying to make a cinematic universe kind of like Marvel has with all their movies tying together. And it makes sense. It's a good idea. Why not have all the monster movies tied together? Yeah, we want to see King Kong versus Godzilla or Mothra or Rodan. I remember as a kid, there was a King Kong versus Godzilla movie. And I think it was in the TV guide, and I'd read about it, and I thought, oh, i got to watch this. This is going to be awesome. And uh, it wasn't exactly awesome, but I remember thinking, I guess, even at that age, it was kind of cool. So I would like to see a more modern interpretation of that. I think that could be something that would be interesting. Yeah, the CGI and the technology they have today, I'm sure they can do it well. But oh, if I, I, I wish I didn't have to suffer through the same actors who were not doing the greatest job each time. Yeah, maybe spend a little bit longer on the script and the writing and a little bit less time on the special effects. That would be a good start. You know, I guess not all movie-going experiences are good, though. I mean, I think of back when. I don't want. Do we want to give like a star rating to it, or a out of four, oh, or out, out of, four. of five? How about a five? Out of five, what would you give it? Uh, two, two and a half, maybe. Yeah, that sounds about right. I'll probably just knock it down to two, just because if it didn't have three Larson minute, I'd probably be a three. <laughs> it really bothered you, didn't it? Yeah, it really did. Just the whole uselessness of her character, because all she really did was take pictures. Except when she needed to do something really fantastic in the plot, then all of a sudden she had better abilities than a lot of the trained soldiers, which. It's just completely unbelievable. If the 100-foot gorilla is more believable than her character, then you've got a problem. <laughs> Definitely a problem. But you had the whole empathy with, with Kong and her. They had this little Beauty and the Beast vibe going. Yeah, I guess. Ah, oh boy. That makes, I mean, we've been going to movies for, ever, though. And that was the first one we went to, like Fox and the Hound, I think. I think it was Disney's *Fox and the Hound*. Disney's *The Fox and the Hound*. I think if we're gonna give it like the complete title, and that was in the early '80s. I do remember it was at the Raleigh Mall. It was I think they only had maybe two or three screens, and it was we, super crowded. It was super crowded. It seems like like we could not we couldn't sit together, and with our family of five, we had to split up. And I remember being very excited going to the movies, but at the same time being kind of freaked out that we weren't all together. So, uh, overall, it was a very positive experience, though, certainly. Yeah, I mean, we saw a lot of, like more classic movies growing up. I remember being taken to see Superman. I remember Mm -hmm. going to see Mm -hmm. Dark Crystal, which I think I fell asleep during that movie, (laughs) which... It's a common occurrence if I would watch it today. I think I tried to watch it again about four or five years ago. I believe it took me three attempts to get all the way through it because there's like a one-hour scene of the Skeksis He's crossing the <laughs> desert or something, and I just could not make it through it. Yeah, that movie could use a little bit of editing itself just to try to trim down some of the fat. <laughs> um, but I was talking about old movies, I remember going to the drive-in. We had a drive-in theater oh, yeah. in a town mm-hmm. nearby where we grew up. and. It seems like I recall watching Star Wars there because I remember seeing the trash compactor scene and kind of freaking out that they were all going to die. <laughs> but they didn't. They made it. Spoiler. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you haven't seen Star Wars, I don't to tell you. Yeah, you've had 40 years. I'm sorry. I'm going to call it sometime. <laughs> that's right. I was reading something today where someone was saying, I have to come to terms with, I can't just use the term Jedi. Talk about the term of the Jedi anymore because Episode 8 is going to be the last Jedi. Oh, yeah. So... I guess they're returning again, the, the re-return <laughs> of the Jedi. Well, it's the last uh, Jedi, which could be plural, who knows. Yeah, well, it could have been plural episode six, as you wanted to send it to nerdery, I guess. <laughs> exactly. I remember also like finally being able to be old enough to drive to the theater and thinking of what a big deal that was. I would go to some place like Magic Mart where better is better yeah. and, or <laughs> hills or some... Uh, Gas station or drugstore. Only dollar store. Only dollar store. And getting candy and shoving it in my pocket so that I didn't have to buy the theater candy because back then it was just, what, 50 cents a box, I think? Yeah, two Two for a dollar. And then uh, I would supplement my popcorn and drink with candy from that place. Yeah, you just about have to have popcorn with the movie, don't you? It makes it just part of the event, part of the experience. Yep. And uh, when it comes to getting popcorn... There are some people who go way overboard with it. They make tons of special requests saying, here, put a little bit of popcorn in it, and then put butter and salt, and then put more popcorn in it. It's like they're making a complex order. <laughs> yeah. If you're trying, you're not making lasagna, you're just going to have a little <laughs> bucket of popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Just get, get over it. It's yeah. going to be all right. It's not butter anyway. I don't know what that stuff is they put on it. It's oil, and if you're wondering why your popcorn is that flavor of yellow... Google that, fla- that, that flavor of yeah. yellow? Google flavocall. That that whatever chemical that is, that, that powder that they, they mix into that, that's why your popcorn's bright yellow. And why it kinda tastes salty and has that little buttery type flavor, oh, even yeah. if you don't put butter it's on delicious. it. It's delicious. Yeah, I'm not complaining, but if you're wondering, it's a fun fact to know and <laughs> tell. <laughs> yeah. The fun fact this time is flavor call. I think last time was vocal fry. This time it's Flavacol. <laughs> yeah, you can learn something on this podcast sometimes. I, I learn something sometimes. And one time we were with uh, one of our friends from high school, and we went to go see the movie Jacob's Ladder, which is not a good movie. No. I mean, it might be better now, but I somehow doubt it. But they had to Why stop. would it be better now? I don't know. Maybe because I was younger, I didn't understand Oh, you it. would enjoy it now. I was like, the movie didn't change. <laughs> well, that's true. I might enjoy it more now. That's, that's a good clarification. Um, but I remember they had to stop the movie because there was a person in the theater that had to like bring up the lights up and everything because there was a person in there having a seizure. Oh, yeah, that was... I do remember that. That was really... That shook me up a little bit. Yeah, I did not expect that. Certainly, that's never happened except for that time that I can think of in a theater. And I mer- somebody was freaking out. It was, it was a really big deal. Yeah, they were, like, screaming because they didn't know what was going on with the person. And I haven't watched the movie lately, but I wonder if it has, like, a strobing light effect. That's it. a good question because I know that... That can set some people off. Some video games or cartoons can induce people to have seizures. Yeah, I in no way want to see it again. But no, <laughs> I kind of like. I'm curious now. Is that why? That's worth some. That's worth a Google, I would guess, to try to figure yeah. that out. And I remember when you can oh, back in the day when you could first rent movies. Oh, what a big deal that was! <laughs> oh Yeah, I mean, you know, getting a VCR was one thing. It would let you tape something during the day or while you were watching one channel, you could tape another channel, which was just wizardry as far as I was concerned when I was a kid because it was always a very tough choice at times during prime time. If something was going to show on one channel, and another good show was going to be on a separate channel. You had to choose. You couldn't just pick one. You couldn't binge it or check Netflix. Or but There had to be a loser. Yep, there had to be a show that you just didn't watch unless the other show was in the rerun, in which case you tried to pick it up on the backside. And, uh, yeah, you had to just kind of give one show away. Like there was a, A-Team was a show growing up, but there was something across A-Team that I couldn't live without. So I didn't watch much A-Team growing up. And I'm sure that, as a kid, I would have loved A-Team, but something, probably some goofy sitcom was across from it, and I just couldn't couldn't bear to part with that. <laughs> that's right. And also, if Dad was watching it, that's what we watched. And But you only have the choice. <laughs> yeah. What, whatever your parents were watching, you didn't have your own TV, you didn't have your mobile device that you could pull up and do what you wanted to. I'm sounding like a curmudgeon or a codger, but I'm sorry. That's just how it was when I was younger. <laughs> that's right. The first movie, uh, Place... I guess a rental store that we had in our small town was uh, called Magic Land Video. Mm-hmm. And there were so few movies that you could rent when it first came out. I remember, I think it was Mom or Dad came home with a paper that had a list of all the movies on it. Yeah, like a little fold-out brochure, kind of. Yeah, I it seems like it was maybe just an 8x10, you know, that was yeah, it colored was, paper. It was tiny, just it was a just, regulation sheet of paper. Right, almost, and they were like <laughs> typewritten. It wasn't anything special. But it was, it was an event just to go there like on a Friday night and figure out what you're going to watch or rent one or two or three. And your entertainment was set. Oh, absolutely. But prior to, you know, VCRs and being able to rent movies, you really only had a few options. You had the drive-in. You had the movie theater. And then maybe lucky, if you were in school, they'd wheel out the A.V. cart. And it was either a movie or a short film on a projector Right. Or they actually had a projector that they could use to show you a movie. You know, even before VCRs, they would have projectors, you know, they would rent a movie with a projector and show it for the class or for the school. Yeah, or they would say, you know, we'll go rent a movie and we'll show it to the school, which I guess it's commonplace today, They don't really rent it, but they probably you know, I've heard stories of saying, you know, talking to some kids in school, well, What did you do today? Well, we watched Shrek or something like that today, and I'm thinking, Well, I'm glad my tax dollars are going to good good, you know, work. Yeah. But there was a time in our past where we were the unfortunate catalysts. Unknown <laughs> we were patsies is what we were. We were played for fools. That's and this story we're going to say is true. It sounds fake, but (laughs) 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 like we just made it up. But I think a lot of people know this story, and uh, it's pretty funny. Yeah, so this was back in the day where, yeah, you would get a list of movies that you could rent, and uh, then, you know, you would get sent the movie. And I don't know if this was just a service that was offered to schools or for people who had the technology at that time and wanted to rent a movie. But we were... um, I don't know. We probably were, like, anywhere from second, third, or fourth grade. We were young. We were definitely no more than fourth grade. Right. Fourth grade, let's say fourth grade. Yeah, let's hope. it. Even then, it's not good, but we'll stay with fourth grade. So keep in mind, in fourth grade, we are, what, nine? Yeah, let's say. No, maybe ten. Okay. Well, you know, five to six is kindergarten, so... First is 6 yeah, to 7, ten at 7 at the eight top. Eight to 8, 9. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. And uh, so our, our principal... Uh, he says that he's going to let us pick the movie. Now, our mom volunteered in the office, and she had some friends in there, and uh, they they had known that this request was made of us by the principal. He he liked us, or his family liked us. We, we were we were like smart kids. We were yeah, the we were the twins. Stuff. Everybody knew us. The the straight A, you know, whatever, goody two shoes, whatever you want. To, nerds, I think is what teachers, they call that. Teacher's pet, nerd, whatever you want to <laughs> say. <laughs> yep, that's true. And we were going to get to pick the movie. And, of course, this was very exciting to us because, you know, we liked movies and, wow, we're going to get to watch a movie at school. And what's more, we get to pick it. Well, one of mom's friends decided to be funny and told us to suggest a movie based on uh, the principal, you know, something that she didn't think he would necessarily follow through on. Right, and the principal's first name was Harry. Harry. Right, and so she said, hey, what you should do, tell him to pick Dirty Harry. Now, if you don't know what Dirty Harry is, uh, look it up. But it's a famous Clint Eastwood movie. From the early 70s. Yeah. It is uh, (laughs) rated R. It is wildly inappropriate for... (laughs) Anyone under <laughs> 18, much less fourth graders. Right. There's foul language. There's nudity. There's inappropriate... R- racial slurs. Yeah. And murders. Uh, it is not a, a good there's movie. There's a scene where a group of kids in a school bus get kidnapped, and one the kidnapper punches one of the kids in the face. Yeah. And it's shooting at the top of the bus, to the roof of the bus, trying to kill dirty Harry Callahan. Well... So uh, the principal gets a request. We want him to get Dirty Harry, and so it, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> he thinks to himself, "I know Dirty Harry. This is crazy. Of course, I'm not going to rent this movie. I'll rent Harry and the Hendersons or something like that." Right? Yeah, just they obviously pick that because my name's Harry, and they're being funny. Ha ha! Nice try, fellas. Who put you up to this? Nope. He rented it. (laughs) He rented it, and they showed it in school. (laughs) Loaded everybody into the into the gymnasium, and sat in the bleachers and showed Dirty Harry to everybody. And uh, I don't remember that much of it, but I was talking to my mom about it because she's told this story to us before because we don't necessarily remember all the details of it. And I was like, Mom, this did not really happen. I'm sure this didn't happen. And she said, no, no, it did because you two, you weren't happy because you didn't like the movie. (laughs) No kidding. I'm sure I didn't like the movie. I hope, beyond hope, that it was some type of edited copy, that it was, you know, if there is such a thing as a television version of Dirty Harry, where they, you know, cut out the more egregious scenes from this film, that I hope to goodness that that's what happened. But still, I mean, if you what are you gonna cut? You're gonna cut him sniping someone or him, yeah, there's point no. blank shooting people. <laughs> I don't know how you cut with if you cut off stuff, there would be no movie. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we actually should have opened this with some kind of clip from, from Dirty Harry or something, but completely <laughs> slipped on yeah. line. No production values on this <laughs> joint. Yeah, and uh, the famous, you know, did I fire five or six? Do you feel lucky? Right. Uh, Do you, punk? Well, we we, were <laughs> we didn't feel lucky, but we, <laughs> we were very unlucky in the fact that the principal actually went through on that request. So kind of a goofy, embarrassing story from our childhood. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very much so. But hey, if you haven't heard it before, what a treat for you. Crypto is scratching at the door, so it's about time to go. If you enjoyed the podcast and want to help us out, please do the following. Subscribe on iTunes and leave a five-star review. That's a big, big help. helps with our our ratings on the uh, list of podcasts and the website's up and running. We're still looking to get more content on it, but there's just no demand for it. Maybe... It's kind of like a Field of Dreams thing. If you build it, they will come. Maybe. But I don't know. I mean, we talked the last time about some snacks that we purchased, and I said, oh, I'm going to write a blog or a tweet about them. Yeah, some of those were delicious, and some of those were lackluster. Yep. And if you want to know, send us an email or tweet us or something. I'm not going to, I'm not going to really do anything unless somebody asks, because uh, this is your opportunity to, to uh, uh, affect the show, to make a difference. That's that's some tough love right there. I know. Some hard, hard truths are being spoken (laughs) right now. Yeah, those those consequences don't really have any teeth if nobody's listening, so it's no big deal either way. (laughs) We're just flushing this out into the ether right now. (laughs) Well, I'm enjoying it. I'll enjoy listening to when I'm 60 and thinking, why did I care so much about Kong? (laughs) Yeah, well, Brie Larson's a really nice woman. (laughs) Uh, But if you have a question... We do have an email that's up and operational. We just checked in an hour ago, and we still have nothing except spam from Google, I think. Uh, but it's Pack Bros Podcast, PACKBROSPODCAST at gmail.com. There, I spelled it out for you, so you have no excuses now. Or you can follow us on Twitter at PACKBROSPODCAST or like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash PACKBROSPODCAST. Yep, all there, all easy to remember, ready to go, awaiting to hear from you. Really, ask us a question. We will answer it on the air or whatever this is. <laughs> yeah, on the podcast. Uh, all right, well, let's, uh, let's wrap this up with a, another classic uh, song from the uh, um, our movie history. This is a movie we watched way too much. Yeah, I don't know why. It was something that maybe we taped off of uh, television or why, but it was something that, was in, in our psyche. All right. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. All right. Good night or a good day or whenever you listen to this. All right. Bye, everyone. Yes, goodbye.